Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Candace Campos, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. Hello. Today's guest has an amazing story. He came to the U.S. as a teenager and started working in his mother's own restaurant. Now, in just about 15 years since then, he owns two restaurants of his own, and he's even been nominated for a James Beard Award. We are so happy to have Chef Henry Moso of Kabuki Sushi here. Henry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so it was funny because I was just about to come in to do this podcast and I mentioned while I was walking in going, oh, I get to interview the chef of Kabuki and the newsroom erupted in all of their favorite, you need to ask him about his ribs. You need to ask him about his truffle this and that. I mean, you have a fanfare backing up Kabuki. What's that feeling like when you have these customers who are just so, I mean, they're just so emotional about your food. Honestly, that's really a blessing to hear, uh, humbly speaking. Um, you feel like you have had created something that, you know, I would say is such a hard, warm feeling when you have created something that food speaks for heart, right? right? It's an act of, of love. So when you have creating something and people really appreciate it, it it's, a, it's a plus for me. So besides just you know income and 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 everything else so it's, it's a passion truly and you grew up uh obviously you you came here when you were a teenager so you grew up in laos correct yes correct born yeah. and raised i came here when i was like about 16 years old mm -hmm. and, and what was life like in laos I was really, um, you know, it, it's really, you know, when I grew up over there, it's really it, it kind of low paced, right? I was just kind of a teenager trying to find my passion, you know, over at over hometown. And just, you know, honestly, it's just a, not a whole lot of action, but, you know, I just was really young at that, at that time, so. And you, started, and you started obviously working for your mother's restaurant. So was it your mother who kind of inspired your passion of being a chef? Yes, correct. I moved to the state when I was 16. Um, my mother had two restaurants at that moment. She had the restaurant over, over by UCF area called Bangkok Square. And the other location was down the street on Alafaya and East Colonial called Origami. Uh, that's kind of how I got my foot into the door to the restaurant industry. And I, my first job was a dishwasher when I was uh, 16 years old. So. Uh, that, that was uh, kind of, you know, the tough position, right, to be in the uh, restaurant. But uh, it's kind of helped me a lot with, you know, kind of get things started, kind of like the toughest position in, in the restaurant. It's kind of helped you polishing your, 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 your hard work and being tough and, you know, knowing what it's like to be in a dispit and, you know, take care of the, you know, be the last one to leave at the restaurant, you know, mm -hmm. so. How did you graduate from dishwashing to cooking? Yeah, so uh, since I was little, I always have a passion about, you know, sushi and Japanese culture, you know, all of the above. And I, I kind of asked my my, mo my mother one day, you know, I, I, I would like to, you know, get up to the sushi bar and, and train with one of the chefs and, you know, try to try things out, you know, even though I'm really young at, the, at that time. And my mom gave, gave me an opportunity to do so. And 
Next thing you know, I, I was the fastest sushi roller when I was 17 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's really an art, though. I mean, when you sit there, and that's my favorite thing, I'm not a big bar-sitting fan of, with most things, but when it comes to a sushi bar, it's almost like you're sitting there, you're watching a show, and, and that's what I feel like Kabuki is all about. I agree. Uh, sushi bar is definitely uh, the best spot to be, you know, to, to be sit at. It's you get to vibe with the chef, you know, you see the, the movement, you know, it, and food, you know, as far as sushi, you, you need to, you know, when you cook at the sushi bar and get served fresh and you see the emotion, how it prepare and things like that. I, I think that that's where, where, where that, you know, where the action is the sushi bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know uh, a lot of uh, people from Laos when they come to the States, if they open a restaurant, it's typically not a, a Laos restaurant. It's usually like Thai or, or something similar because Laos food isn't as, as well known and Thai is kind of adjacent. Um, do, you, uh, do you bring a lot of Lao influence into sushi making, very traditionally Japanese cuisine? Yeah, one thing we have similar uh, in Lao, uh, Laotian food and, and Japanese is, is the sticky rice, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we use a lot of rice, but not, not necessary. You know, I, um, Kabuki concept, contemporary, I, I honestly, I use global, you know, cuisine um, twists. You know, it could be French technique, a little bit of Mexican twist, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, Italian, a uh, little bit flavor of making uni, uni pasta, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. So it, it's definitely fun to, to, to be just non-traditional. You know, that's what I want to call it. I, I like to put a little bit of, uh, of my memory of when they fortunate enough to travel, you know, have tasting with a different restaurant and replicate that and put a little touch of, of my, my own experience into my, my own creation. So you, I mean, you 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 just described it contemporary, non-traditional. You know why why is it that you wanted to kind of break out? Because it seems like your your mom's restaurants were probably a little more traditional, and you kind of just wanted to flip that upside down. I mean, what would you how would you describe kabuki other than just untraditional? If you had to put a couple more words to it. Yes, um, I'm. I guess you know every chef have their own personality and their own creation. Uh, that different mentality. I'm the the type of person that kind of like to think things outside box, you know, the box. And I feel like I still respect the you know the the protein, uh, the 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 traditional way of you know filleting the fish, the way receiving uh, all this technique. You know, I just feel like to be fun, to have a little bit of tasting menu, and be be able to incorporate a lot of that little different technique of, of different cuisine into sushi. So you, uh, last year, uh, you were nominated for James Beard Award, which is like, for people who may not know, like the, uh, huge, the Oscars of restaurants, food. Um, how, how, how was that experience? How did, how did that feel? And, and you were the only Orlando-based chef to, to even be nominated. That had to have been a, a real, you know, um, badge of honor. Absolutely, that was a huge honor. Um, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, uh, any was nominated whatsoever. Uh, I was nominated for um, the Rising Star category, whoever, um, 30 years old or younger. And I was I was nominated for one of the 30th uh, chef in the whole country. 
and uh, that was really uh, a shocking moment uh, towards me. And I was, I was really blessed and really appreciated that you know that I was nominated for for, for that. So. I mean, not only are you quickly rising as a young chef, but you're also expanding. I mean, you guys started in this, I mean, how many did people did it sit? It was like in the corner. 44 seat restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah. now you guys, you took the time during the pandemic to expand while so many people were probably doing the complete opposite. How's the expansion going? Opening up a second location, kind of give us the feel of your growing family. Absolutely. Um, so two years ago, I, I I was trying to do something about the expansion because we've been we've been operating for for seven years now, now over by the original location on East Colonial, and um, I, I was trying to knock down the next door and then try to you know offer him to to buy them out and then try to figure it out how can I get bigger at that moment, but the the opportunity the casting come at the, at that time. So I'm, I just roll my dice and, and just try to find a location and came across the second location over by Sad Lake location, uh, Turkey Lake and Sad Lake Road uh, over by the uh, Bay Hill uh, Shopping Plaza. And I found this opportunity where it's a second generation restaurant and I I, I, I purchased the uh, the business and um, we've been operating for two years, really blessed. Um, the, the business has been really great for us and um, of course, the pandemic happened right after the uh, JMBA nominee last year, and that's that's we took a, a pretty huge, obviously, for everybody. Um, effect with the hospitality, especially business, and then I I was have to close for for two months at the location over by Sally, but we still operating um, over by East Colonial at that moment for just takeout. Mm-hmm. And then you know, government uh, government offered you know PPP, which would would play a big big part of uh, recovering and help out a lot of hospitality. And I decided to uh, uh, reopen with that with that PPP money. I decided to reopen the second location, satellite location. And we've been doing 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 pretty good at at that time with the recovering. And, and I decided to. Take uh take another risk and roll my dice to to close the uh, East Colonial location because at that, that that at that time our neighbor uh was you know happened to you know um move move uh, move forward with the new opportunity and have a empty space for original location East Colonial so uh, uh I took my I took my risk and uh, I I'm I'm glad I did you know we we closed. Uh, July 2020, and we reopened it four months later, right around October. Wow. Uh, November. We 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 did a pretty pretty quick remodeling about three to four months, and um, I'm glad I did. And then and the business been been really good for us. Yeah. I so mean- how how big was the expansion? Like how many people can you seat now? It was like 40 people before, and now it's. Well, no, it's, it, it's it's definitely uh, comfortably close to 100, and we also um, be able to meet the code for um, for COP, which uh, full bar um, to be able to bring out the full legal license to the the location, and we definitely try, uh, elevated our atmosphere, our vibe, and also like the whole new built out, and be able to bring out the cocktail and, and full liquors also play the big part for for this concept. 
as well. I, I mean, Henry, it looks swanky. It's it's uh, it looks like when I was looking through pictures of the of your new spot, it was like you wanted to go there for a date night. You wanted to go there with a bunch of your girlfriends and and you know try different sushi and and you know the type of sushi that you're kind of thinking outside the role, right? So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of what your feel was. Absolutely. I, the way I look at it, it was the consumer too, because I'm, I'm I'm a foodie. I like to diet out myself. Uh, believe it or not, I um, I actually uh, remodel. I actually designed a whole restaurant myself. Wow. Oh uh, yes, I, I was the interior designer myself. I you know it's it's definitely helped when you be able to pick a lot of uh, element and and all these pieces together and and you know it's kind of proud you know when you see the complete you know, uh, uh, vision that you actually have been dreamed about. And um, absolutely, I feel like this is so important for just not just good food to be able to make good food. I feel like, you know, the music's help, you know, the lighting, you know, Instagram fairly, <laughs> 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 white marble wall, you know, all, all this slick and cool, you know, space um, or element is, is definitely pay a big part. I, I'm absolutely the you know, love, appreciate the detail on every aspect of it, so. All right, so my favorite question to ask chefs are, what is your one, if you had to pick one favorite item on the menu, what would it be? I I love uh, a nigiri, you know, which the, you know, fresh cut fish, you mm -hmm. know, over top, on top of the sushi, warm rice. You have to uh, pick, you know, one, one item will be uh, shutoro, which uh, mean the uh, the medium fat cut from bluefin tuna, and it's called shutoro, which is medium fat, right? And it's just to simply, you know, go over the top of a warm sushi rice and serve with a little bit of uh, house infused soy and kasami wasabi. Yeah. Real simple. Don't want to mess with it too much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Well, everyone, everyone can't stop talking about these ribs of yours. Everyone's like, ask about the ribs. What, what's so special about the ribs? Tell me. I think uh, the texture and the flavor of it is, is a lot of a combination that go into it. Because um, we braise it's like six, seven hours a day before we refry them again to make it crispy. So the rib in general is only have so much flavor already. But if you be able to make them tender, with the herb and liquid and all this, all this fantastic stuff that go into it, which we use a lot, like a little bit of uh, tamarind, a little bit of herb. You know, we see it get a nice little color. We braise it uh, a day before, like I had mentioned, and the next day you have them rest really well in the cooler. So the the the, the flavor of the meat is really, you know, soak in into the all the liquid you embrace the day before. And now you really rest your meat. Just like we all know, when you cook good steak or any good meat, you need to have the meat kind of well rested. And the next day, when you bring it up to the room temp and you add a little bit of cornstarch, a little light seasoning, and you fry them, and you add a nice, really um, kind of like sweet and sour, little hint of Cajun twist. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Because <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of like a Cajun cuisine as well. So the rib have a little bit of like Cajun kicks and a little bit of heat into to that. That what you know make everybody lick the finger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're selling it, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We all have all the information, of course, on clipperlando.com where they can find you. And uh, thank you again so much for for spending the time with us and and talking about your love, Kabuki. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Chef Henry Moso from Kabuki Sushi. You can find the restaurant online at kabukisushi.com. You can also find it on Facebook by searching at Kabuki Orlando and Instagram at Kabuki underscore Orlando. Candice Campos is on social media as well. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candice News 6 and on Facebook, search Candice Campos News 6. I'd also like to thank our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts. Ah.